Hey, what's up, guys? It's Joel. If you guys haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the episode. Welcome everyone to episode 5 of the Heat vs. the World podcast. So today for this New Year's special, New Year's Eve special, we're here to talk about these last two games Miami played against Milwaukee. One ended in a very bad way, and the other one ended in a way I guess you could say we all liked because let's just say it didn't end with us getting blown out by 47 points. So without further ado, before we get into that, Let's to welcome our guests for today. So returning, we got Miami Sports Junkie. Say what's up, Miami Sports Junkie. Hey, what's up, everybody? Then after him, we have Jimmy Bucket. Say what's up, Jimmy. Hey, guys, what's going on? Jimmy Bucket's here. Go Heat. And then a new guest we have for today's show. His You can follow him on Twitter at KC for three. But his name for today's episode is K Nunstan. So welcome, K Nunstan. What's good, everyone? I'm the biggest K Nunstan. You feel me? <laughs> so without further ado, and then you guys know me. I'm the host, Joel K Jacob underscore on Twitter. So without further ado, let's get started. So let's talk about the first Bucks game. How are we feeling about that one? Well, if I could hop in really fast, um, I felt that defensively we collapsed just from the beginning. The Bucks set the momentum of the game. And, you know, the other thing that, you know, obviously I, I was tweeting last night, the law of averages, you know, Milwaukee, I swear to God, I think they didn't miss a shot. <laughs> so, you know, teams – like Milwaukee, who are, you know, respectably good shooters, it's very hard to repeat that sort of performance two nights in a row. So I think that what they did was incredible, but at the end of the day, it's not likely to happen again this season. All right. Yeah, the Bucks, the Bucks were shooting lights out. They obviously had a big, a big uh, chip on their shoulder against the Heat. They were coming out swinging. They had that, that game – as soon as the schedule was was released, that was what they've been looking forward to. That's that's their playoffs to them. That's about that's that's about uh, you know as big as it gets for them is playing the Heat. But we we didn't come out with we came out super sloppy. I've never seen so many crappy turnovers. Just careless careless disregard for the ball. Um, Hero played well. Uh, he went off. He started off slow, but he played well. That's about really the only positive note I saw. Um, Precious looked good. KZ got some minutes, but didn't really uh, perform like he did in the preseason, which I know we all hope for. Uh, but he, he still played good. He played good defense on Giannis. So did Precious. 
Uh, the young guys looked really good. I know Precious had the best plus minus with uh, minus four. And I think the worst was sorry, K Nun Stan, but K Nun, I think he had like a negative 30. So if anything, KZ did have the best plus minus with a negative four, which is not anything to brag home about. But uh, we didn't, we just didn't look like the Heat. We didn't play Heat basketball. So game two was very, very uh, good to see. But game one was just that we can just forget that. I don't, we didn't even play. We, we only had a one game series against the Bucks last night. That's it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, throw that whole game away. Like, that first game, like, do you guys remember the uh, 76ers game? Like, uh, the first game from last year? That's yeah, what that, I was that's what thinking that game about when me. I was watching Yeah, that's it. what that game reminds me of. Throw that whole game away. Like, defensively, like, we just look lost out there. Like, if you, if you let Drew Holiday have, like, how many threes did he have? He had, like, eight or six? Yeah, I don't know. I think he was, game. like, six for eight. Yeah. He was they shooting like that. We're gonna lose a lot of games if he collapses defensively like that. Like, yeah, but I mean, how many, how many games is Drew Holiday not gonna even hit the rim? I mean, that was something. Of course, yeah, Drew Holiday is a great never, player. He's a great player, but he's not a seventy-five percent three-point shooter. For sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I know. Every time he kept making a three, I'm like, this guy's Ray Allen all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah for sure. Every, everybody, everybody was balling out for them. I mean. Everybody, Pat Connaughton was hitting shots. I mean, DiVincenzo was was hitting shots like crazy. Uh, even even some of their backups off their bench were just. I know Bryn Forbes played well, and a couple other guys just uh, surprising. Well, Middle, Middleton was he Middleton was lights out. He was lights yeah. out too. Every time Dante hits a three, I get mad. Like, <laughs> just, I just get mad. <laughs> So, anyways, but, yeah, that was the first game. But then last night it became a whole different story. What was your guys' take on that? I think Coach Bo doesn't get enough credit. I mean, um, what he did yesterday was he adjusted. You know, he moved Bradley and um, forgot who else he moved to the starting lineup. Igudala. Yeah, Igudala. I think that set the tone from the beginning. I mean, even though we weren't really scoring – Early on, it was like I think of 12 12, seven minutes into the quarter or 12 10, Miami. You know, I think that we set the precedence like, hey, well, this is not going to happen. What happened last night? So enjoy it. And I think that, you know, the game was a much more Miami Heat type style game. And in the last quarter, we, we were able to pull away with some good shots from the Dragon. And well, the rest is history. So. Yeah, we, we played we played such such good team ball last night in the second half especially. Uh, first quarter was a little sloppy. Uh, I love the exposed the player of the game by far. I, I love the adjustments he made and and uh, he played so many players and he tweaked the lineup until he got the one that was working. Even though a lot of times it was a three guard lineup um, with Bradley, Hero, Duncan, or even none in there, none Bradley, Duncan, or none Bradley, Hero. He was running a lot of small ball lineups, but we were playing well. Bradley defended high and even low. Uh, even when he got switched off on a bigger player like Giannis, he still held his own, which we all know he can do. And he played he played incredible. Hero he, he went Dennis Rodman. He channeled his inner Rodman with 15 rebounds, which is crazy to go along with. I think he had like 21 points or something, but Hero, Hero played incredible. And uh, Bam, I, I love to see Bam stepping back and hitting the little mid-range jumper. 
Uh, instead, of, he was a lot more aggressive. Instead of passing up and, and passing or deferring, doing his dribble handoffs, he, he actually was aggressive and played played the best game I've seen him play in a long time. That's the band that, that we all know. And we can't forget Drogic, who played 26 points in 27 minutes, who, 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 four from seven for three, uh, three rebounds or five rebounds, two assists. That's that's just unbelievable. I love having him and a guy in the the Heat versus the World chat wanted wanted us to shout out his boy Gabe Vincent, who played nice and did Gabe Vincent things. He was two for five from three and contributed with some couple nice passes. I know he had a nice lob to Bam and he he looked good. He looked good. I, I'm sorry, none stand again, but I think Vincent might take. If, if they're going to be playing Vincent, that's just going to be even less minutes, I think, for none, just how he's played. For sure, for sure. That's didn't, what I think. Didn't Gabe, didn't Gabe Vincent playing yesterday kind of make you believe yeah. how the Heat are able to replicate it time and time and time again? Just get these guys off the street and turn them into serviceable NBA players? I yeah. mean, I just think that's the most incredible thing with Miami. They don't get enough credit. They don't. Like, they don't get enough credit for it. Uh, the game yesterday, I think, like, the first quarter, like, we had so many turnovers still. Like, I think, like, down the road, like, we got to cut down the turnovers. If, like, if you want to go deep again in the playoffs. But, like, Avery Bradley, like, he's been such a great pickup for the Heat. Like, uh, but, like, everybody looks at him. Like, on Twitter, everybody's saying he's a Jay Crowder replacement. Like, he's simply just not the Jay Crowder replacement. Like, the impact Jay Crowder had on the team, like, it's, like, it's way, like, more than what Avery Bradley brings to the team. Like, Jay Crowder could guard like one through four, while Avery Bradley could guard like one two three. I feel like, but Avery Bradley did guard Giannis a couple possessions uh, in last night's game. But I just think Avery Bradley is like the piece you needed, like to like go deeper in the playoffs. Like as far as we went, but like this year, like with the Nets having to come, like with a guard play like Kyrie, like we're gonna need someone like Avery Bradley, you know. That's just what I feel like. Yeah, I, I agree. Bradley's Bradley's such a key piece. I love that pickup. I, I I think when Jimmy comes back, as long as we don't play a team too big, I would love to see the starting lineup of Bradley, Duncan, Jimmy, KZ, and Bam, and then have Dragic, Hero, Precious, KO, um, and whoever off the bench. Iggy. Um, Iggy. Iggy, 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 there you go. And then Nunn and Vincent coming in, uh, and maybe Myers if need be, or, or if they need to tweak their lineups depending on who they're playing. But I, think, I like I think the Dragic will rest a lot. I think Dragic Myers Leonard is the highest paid cheerleader in the history of the NBA. Yeah, he, he, he definitely us. is. He finessed us, bro. I'm not gonna lie. Anyways, Myers so. Moving forward, so so let's see. So we look on at how the improvements Miami made moving forward. Is there anything you guys feel that Miami should work on as they head into what is it tomorrow's game against Dallas? Turnovers, 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 yeah. turnovers. turnovers. That's turnovers, turnovers, yeah. I I just keep having this argument that we need Bradley needs to be starting. I think Hero plays better at the two. I think so too. Yeah, um, I think that you know you've seen him when he has somebody like Drogic or Bradley next to him, he just excels at what he does. He's a shooter. That's what he is. You know, yeah. take advantage of his strengths and keep using him as what he is. 
You know? By the way, Bradley is an underrated ball handler. Like, I didn't know he could handle the ball like that. Like, he's been handling the ball a lot for us lately. With Butler, yeah, he, I like. He's a G, man. He, he's a vet. He's a G. Avery Bradley's a good vet, too. Like, he's never been a scrub. Never been a scrub. But he's always been a good player. Or, and, on and both sides of the ball. He used good to be player. a heat killer. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He used to make me mad, bro. The games back, yeah. he used to make me mad. <laughs> I hate I hated it when we played the Celtics and and he would clamp up whoever he was on like because he he's a nap he's a nap. I'm so glad well, we have him. Yeah. What didn't the way Wade say he was the best defender he's ever played against? Oh, uh, I don't know, but it's, I haven't heard that. But I, I I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't either. I mean, the way he's been playing for this is shooting too. His shooting, he's been lights out from three. He knocks down all his open looks, and, and I mean, even contested, he he's been shooting great. His he, scoring, great. Also, those shots, the timely threes, you know. Right. And I just think he's gonna get better. I think he's gonna continue to get better. I think he's shaking off some yeah. rust since he didn't go to the bubble. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and he's he's learning a new system too, learning new players, new style of play. Like, so he's he's doing great, and he's adapting. So quick. I mean, we're only a few games in, four games in, and he he looks like he's been there for a while. So I'm really happy with how he's developed with yeah, our he's system. Also, he's also good for Bam. Yeah, he's also good yeah. for because he backdoors a lot. He always cuts and stuff. So yeah, and he, and he can our, help Bam out on defense. Exactly. Let's talk about our other monster addition that I want to hear your guys take on Mo Harkless. Bruh. MVP baby. We got MVP. robbed twice this season. All this offseason, we got robbed twice. Everybody Mo was like on the, oh, Mo Harkless is our Jay Crowder replacement. <laughs> nah, we haven't I found out yet. That. Never said that. I never said that. I mean, I still got faith in him. We got finessed. Yeah, we did. Twice. I well, think, I, think, um, I think the only thing that helps, to be honest, is that we drafted Precious. You know, I think... For sure. For like, sure. having Mo kind of suck. Like, you're always going to have a player that sucks. Like, let's not even beat around the bush here. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think Precious, you know, is getting already noticed as... I think I, I saw an article about him being the steal of the draft early on. And that's amazing in itself because... I know he can't play next to Bam, but he could play next to Olenek and Myers, and so that's awesome. Yeah, the box score doesn't show like he like every time you see like a ball go up, like a shot goes up, like he's always hustling for the rebound. Like the box score doesn't show that he's been good for us. He's, like, he's, he's so fast. He's so he's the first one down the floor every time. Yeah, he has he's a knack so for the fast. ball. Yeah, he is quick. He he can he dribble nice. He can dribble basket. nice too. He can dribble. Yep. And he knows how to find the basket. That's his thing, you know, like if he's a, you know, not from the three-point line, but in the paint, like he just has like just that little flick shot. He just tosses it in. He, or the he, he reminds me, he reminds me of Montrezl Harrell a lot. I don't know if y'all have heard that, but that's who, that's who he reminds me. But with defense, because Harrell can't play defense. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. His, his offensive game, at least. Yep. You guys saw that poster yesterday from DeRozan on Harrell? Yeah. <laughs> that that was awesome. He baptized him. That was awesome. Hey, but K Nun said, uh, you know, we did have a moment for K Nun yesterday. Mm-hmm. He took oh. out all his he took out all his aggression of sucking. <laughs> he took out all his aggression. I can't oh, believe he aggressed so hard. Or Bobby Purdy. Oh, R.I.P. Portis. 
<laughs> I don't know. I mean, he kind of deserved that. I mean, this is the same guy that punched his own teammate, Portis. Yeah. So. Portis Miro tick. Miro tick. Cool yeah. Miro tick. He broke his jaw. <laughs> and 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 then and then he forced him out of Chicago. <laughs> no, nah, he's getting Murray Tech is getting a bag. I think he got paid like eighty million to play in like Barcelona or something. He's getting a bag. Oh yeah, because like a lot of overseas players, like they get a lot of hype. Like for example, I remember when Lance Stevenson went to play in China, and everyone went crazy over that. You would have thought it was LeBron who decided to go there. Like it's crazy how much hype some of these players. Received from other countries. Yeah, it's crazy. You getting a bad The Al Waiters, future Shanghai Shark. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, w- I wonder, is, are edibles legal in China? <laughs> <laughs> he's he, he's going he's gonna to mess around and, and be in the gulag. The gummy mystery. Who was it? Jimmy? I mean, uh, Justice or Dion? I think it was we'll Justice. I think it was Justice. I'm gonna laugh. Watch it actually be justice, though. It's definitely justice. So, what do you guys think our record will be the next two games? We got Dallas on Friday. Luka Doncic is uh kind of uh, struggling right now on his three point shots, and we got knowing the OKC. Heat's luck, he probably gets rid of that slump against us. Like, I yeah, see, yeah, like, he I probably he now. probably will. If you get beat by the Hornets, then you're going to be pissed off, kind of like when the Bucks got beat by the Knicks and then played us next. So, uh, unfortunately, the the teams in our schedule have that are good good teams already suffered losses to really crappy teams the game before. So they're going to be coming out swinging. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I, mean, I, I think I, I'd be happy with I'd be happy with with with. Uh, 500. If we can go one and one, I mean, obviously the goal is to win them both, but we're playing. We have our schedule is so good the n- next few games. If we can, if we can get one or two, I'd be happy. But I mean, I, uh, ultimately we want both. But right, it's a, tall t- it's a tall task. But the depleted Heat team. I, mean, I think it all. I think it all relies on whether Butler's available to play or not, which is kind of up in the air. And and I, I'm really big on resting until he's ready. Like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah, we don't, I don't want to re-aggravate his in- injury at all. Like, rest him until he's 100%. Unless we go on, like, a really bad losing streak, I think we got to rest Butler the next two games, you know, at least. And let him, you know, he worked his body out of control in that finals run, so. Yeah, he know. needs some rest. 70 days is not enough. Like, that's, that's a little rest. I don't think anyone should panic anyway because it's so early in the season, but. It's a long season. You got to rest Butler down down the line. So, and I mean, it's good for Miami because you know you want to teach this team, you know, not to rely on Jimmy only. So that's one thing important to look at. And you know, I think what was great about these last two games for Miami was, yeah, the first game we got stomped, and you know, the second game, you know, I think we saw more aggressive Bam. And I tweeted this yesterday where I said that. Bam needed to go through what he went through in that first game to realize that he needs to be that max player for Miami and step up if players like Jimmy isn't on the floor. So, you know, I'm hoping that this team can develop more, you know, as while Jimmy's still not playing. So that way, you know, if something happens down the line, you know, this team will be ready for it. So I think this is great experience for them right now. 
especially to get a win against a Bucks team like this. Yeah. Honestly, I believe Bam is our franchise player. Like, I don't know how how, how people are going to take that, but I think Bam has been our best player. But people probably going to look at me funny, but Bam, I think Bam is our best player. I think he'll his, be our best player. I don't think he is our best player. Um, oh, yeah, not yet. Brings, I feel like the impact he brings is just it's like it's crazy. Like, And people are like, our best. Like, I've seen people arguing Tyler here over Bam. I was like, yeah, right. No way. Like, no I mean, way. That's, like, a, that's a bad argument. That's, that's it's funny, bro. Like, some people even go as far as to saying they'll trade Bam instead of Hero for yeah, Harden. Like, please stop. Please stop. Those people obviously don't know anything about the NBA. <laughs> if I if yeah. I see one more tweet about that, I'm just gonna report it as racism. <laughs> like, honestly, <laughs> there's no other reason to be saying that. <laughs> The thing is, everybody just looks at the stat line and they see Hero putting up 23 and 37 and 21, and that's what they look at. And, you know, there's other things, tangibles to the game that are really important to the league. And, you know, if you look at a guy like Draymond Green, who his stats weren't so sexy, as it might be the word, but how important was he to Golden State during their dynasty run? You know, those five years they went to the finals. Very, he, he was actually really important, and he yeah. was the one that brought Katie in. Yeah, and, and he has a similar role to Bam. Is he? They would run a lot of offense through him in the in the exactly. center of the paint. You know, a lot of a lot of pick and rolls, a lot of a lot of screens, a lot of ball dribble handoffs, a lot a lot of mis misdirection communication. And Green was Green's a good passer, good rebounder. No, I think Bam's better than Green, definitely, but. I think uh, green, yeah. green, green at his time. Then with the Warriors when he was healthy and in his, I wouldn't. I mean, I guess maybe prime because he has felt falling off a, a little bit. But uh, yeah, Bam, Bam is a Bam's a big key. Bam's a big. I still think Jimmy's our best player. I mean, but Bam is definitely our player of the future. So he, he could, you could call him, you know, our franchise player because he, he's going to be there. He's going to be with the Heat for a while. At least I hope. You know. Mm-hmm. I hope he stays with us for his career, and as long as he keeps playing like uh, Bam. So, isn't it crazy that uh, that a few years ago we thought Jay Rich or Justice Winslow would be our start? Not, not look, it's Bam. I know, right? Crazy. Well, I, I was never on that boat. <laughs> no, nah, me neither, bro. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, I'm a I, Duke. I, I had so much hope for Jay Rich and Justice, bro. I'm a I'm a Duke fan, so I I, I know I know a lot about Winslow, and I mean, I I, I didn't see that at all. I mean, I was happy when he came to the Heat because it's my favorite basketball team going to my favorite NBA team, so that's cool. But I, I knew he wasn't going to be. He's not a. He's a. He's a role player, a good role player at best. You know, he's nothing. Nothing to build a team around. That's for sure. And Jay Rich, Jay Rich, Jay Rich's game's nice. I like Jay Rich. I mean, but he's once again, he's not a. Frank, he's a player you can put next to a Doncic. He's a nice third player. Like if the Mavs had KP with uh, Luca, KP. Rich is a nice Jay Rich is a nice third addition to, to, to go along. But he you know, he's a third he's a third player. He's not a top two player. No, neither is Winslow. Sure. And they they won't ever be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I have a cra- a crazy thought I'm gonna throw on the on the pod today. Do you think Jimmy is the number one player after the Lakers run on a championship team? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. If, we, if, if we were to add somebody like, say, Oladipo or, say, Bill, 
uh, if we don't get hardened. If we get hardened, Jimmy's that's great. If we get hardened, that changes things because I mean, hardened's going to be the the number one. Jimmy would be the number two. I mean, exactly. uh, But if we keep if we don't go the hardened route and we were to get some of that Oladipo or Bill, I believe Jimmy would be the number one. uh, anybody but Harden, Jimmy's still going to be the number one. That's how I see it, at least. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. On speaking of Harden, you know, so today um, Barry Jackson went out and he gave us some info, and it basically wasn't new information because I know Clutch from Five Reasons came out and said this um, not too long ago, and it was that basically – Houston has not backed down from what they're asking from Miami, and that's asking for seven players. So I know a lot of people are um, questionable about this. So I want to ask you guys, are you willing to give up seven players if it means getting James Harden? Yes. Yes, those definitely. James Harden is a generational type talent, bro. Yeah. You don't go away from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't go away from that. Yeah, let's do it. He's the one piece that like, this team needs, a scorer like that, like, literally. He's an underrated defender, too. He's He's been overlooked as a defender. He's a good defender. I think Let's, what you're looking at is is obviously, you know, when you look at, you know, the Heat's first four games, you see a team that's good but still missing that piece to be great, even with Jimmy in the lineup. And, yeah. you know, Harden makes you great. And I, 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 I that's all I think. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. If if we were to do the seven seven players for Harden, we would still be left with uh, a lineup of you know. It, let's just say, I mean, I, I know that we'll go a different route. We'll probably pick up somebody else. But just until we were to get somebody else, we would have a lineup of Dragic, Bradley, Jimmy, Bam. Uh, I guess, geez, I guess maybe maybe Myers or. I'm not sure. That's where we would need to pick up people. But I know there's people out there like Alonzo Trier, Emmanuel Moutier, Kyle Corver, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, our, our boy, our boy Michael Beasley's out there. <laughs> there's there's some players out there just hanging around that could be and fillers. I mean, and when it and when it comes down to the playoff, we're, we're going for the playoffs anyways. And if we're in the playoffs, we're probably only going to be running like a seven eight man rotation at max. Exactly, so exactly. so the other players are really just to get us through the regular season and then. Uh, you know, just be fillers in emergency in the playoffs. So, yeah, sure, do it. Who cares? Let's I mean, here, I think, here, um, here's my my argument for Heat fans. A lot of these teams that are talking to Houston right now, according to Brian Windhorse and Clutch and all these people, they have to trade one of their cores to ultimately acquire a player like James Harden, you know? And, exactly. You know, the Heat would ultimately keep their – their main core, I, I know Hero, everybody wants him to be part of the core. He's getting there. But you would keep Bam, you would keep Jimmy, and you would keep Goron, who was your number one scorer in the postseason. And you add a player like Harden. To me, that's where it becomes a no-brainer because you're keeping the main guys. You're not really messing with that. You just got to fill in the pieces around them. All right. Yeah, I think if I think if the Heat get Harden, like, a lot of the buyout players, like they're going to be very interested in the Heat. Like, there's going to be a lot of buyout this year too, especially with how COVID is going. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of one year. There's a lot of one year contracts that were done. So. 
that's true. That's really true. Uh, a lot of stuff could be done to to make a a decent team around a really a really good core. So, and that's all that really matters. Once because we're we're playing for the playoffs, we don't care what seed we are. We can care less. The only threats I see for um for the Heat is the Nets and the Celtics, just because their offense is really good. Like especially the Nets. Like if we, we were to like get Harden, like I don't even. If we were to get Harden, and do you guys think that we would be the the favorite in the East? If we, because we we would be sure. we would be the only sure. team with the big three, but everybody else has got uh, like two players. Unless you want to consider Levert a, a third for the Nets. Well, I mean, you know, it's funny because today Brian Windhorse on the low on the low post said uh, that the reason why Pat Riley had put out that statement, according to one executive, is so he could get. Boston and Philly to not think they were in a bidding war and not keep adding to their offers. I think that this is not only about getting James Harden, but it's also about keeping James Harden away from your competition. And that's yeah, one of the exactly. things that he fans got to think about too. Thank God for Pat. Thank God we have Pat. Yeah, I'm, you got to trust Pat. Yeah, definitely. Because exactly. And I said this, um, I think one of their other episodes, like the idea that Pat is just gonna watch, just gonna like stand somewhere and just watch someone like Danny Ainge or someone from the seven or like Daryl Morey from the 76ers go out and get James Harden. I don't think he's gonna sit there and allow it. You know, I think after this finals losing to the Lakers, losing to LeBron, you know, I think he's really determined right now to get a championship here, especially while, you know, his time is running as um, one of the front office people for Miami. So I look at this situation for him as something where he needs to get it done because, and I know a lot of us feel this way, you never know how much fishes are left in the pond. Okay, like, okay, if you miss out on Harden, then who will be next? I know some people bring up Oladipo, some people bring up DeRozan, I mean, which is true and all, those are good players, but, you know, they're not James Harden level. So I look at Pat, when I look at Pat Riley right now, I look at him the way how we looked at LeBron in that game six against Boston. Like, he's determined, you know, his eyes are like, when you look at him, he's in, he has this tense look on his face, and he's determined to get a deal done, in my opinion. The thing is that, these type of whales don't come up that often. I mean, you, know, you look at Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, and James Harden. That's where the list ends in the last I mean, five years. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. LeBron. The Heat just came off the finals. Like, PG. If you don't trade for Harden, like, we're going to be good regardless. I don't know why Heat fans on my timeline are arguing all the time about who they rather have. Like, we're going to be good regardless. So, we, we, will. we will. As far as the Harden thing, uh, Pat. Pat is Pat knows what he's doing. The way I see it is Pat Pat knows that I don't think the Celtics are they may be interested, but especially the good things going for the Heat right now is that Jalen Brown put up I think like what forty three points or something last night in twenty nine minutes, something insane. He's tough, and I and I know that he's a key player in what the Rockets would want from the Celtics. So after Brown's performance and how he's looked this year, and their team looks pretty good the way it is, even without Kimba. Blah blah blah. I don't think, and I don't think Houston would be interested in Kimba as any sort of centerpiece or anything. They want Brown or Tatum. The Celtics are not going to get rid of Brown or Tatum. 
with the Nets, no. um, I, I hate that they lost Dinwiddie because I really like him as a player. But Dinwiddie losing Dinwiddie really hurts the Nets trade package because now I heard that Houston was asking for Katie or Kyrie, which it, well that'll never happen. But that's what I that's at least what I heard. But I don't think the Nets have a workable package as of now. And then I've heard the Raptors. Thank God Siakam's playing not that good. His trade value is lowered. And speaking of the Raptors, I've heard that we might, if we miss out on hard, we might be possibly interested in going after Kyle Lowry, which would be nice. I think he would fit in really well if that was ever to happen. Mm-hmm. I actually think the saga ends up with, right now, James Harden was told, behave good, play, get your value up, and we'll find the trade partner. But I think it's going to take another blow up from James Harden for Houston to finally make a move. I think right now they're appreciative of what he's doing and they're trying to see if he'll change his mind. And that's why nothing's been done or advanced trade talks or anything like that. But I do think, you know, Harden's going to have to take it to another level if he actually wants to move Houston. And also one more thing to bring up when we're talking about those teams, you know, another thing to bring up is Philadelphia has been playing pretty good. And, you know, there was talks that, you know, if Philly went on a hot start for the season, you know, maybe they would back off from the Harden talks. So, you know, let's just hope that maybe they can continue being this good of a team. So maybe we cannot worry about them for now. I'm not really. We can't, I, we can't be no offer with Ben Simmons on it. We can't be no offer with Ben Simmons on it. I don't think they. I don't think they would happen. deal. I don't think they would deal Ben Simmons. I, I, and I don't think Houston wants to work with Morey. I don't think so. No. When you like when you get offered Ben Simmons though, I don't know. I would definitely do it. Ben Simmons is a good. I player. mean, there was a, a really an anonymous player. GM, and I. I mean, I don't know because honestly, wouldn't be surprised if it was the Rockets GM. I mean, we don't know who it was. But, you know, someone went out and said that they wouldn't feel like doing these type of talks with someone like Maury because, you know, he's not exactly a trustworthy person when it comes to the stuff he says. And we've seen that before. Like, oh, we're not going to trade Chris Paul. Then what happened a few months later? You know, so and we don't know what could happen now if he's coming out talking about Ben Simmons. So I do agree with whoever that anonymous GM was that, yeah, you can't really trust Daryl Morey in some of the games he does play with when running that front office. It was definitely Pat Riley. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, so let's talk about this Mavericks game. So one thing I want to touch on is the starting lineup from this last game. Do you guys think there should be any changes moving forward that you want to see? Nah, I think I think we'll, we'll remain with the same lineup because we need uh, Bradley and Iggy's like basically like our main ball handlers right now in that lineup. But Ben facilitates in the half court offense, so I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna change. Yeah, I think Spo tends to stick to what wins. Uh, obviously. Uh, once we get, you know, Jimmy back, probably Gudala will go to the bench. But I think Spoh's going to stick with it for now. I, Jimmy, I just want Avery Bradley still in the lineup, man. Just keep sure. him in there. Just do whatever you can. Yeah, him and Iggy play yeah, awesome yeah. together, too. I, I like him and Iggy yeah. together. 
Um, they're both long. They both have huge hands. Bradley and Iggy have enormous hands. They both are veterans. Both can handle the ball. Both are smart players, great defensive players. I, I, I think we stick with the same lineup. I really – that's a great defensive lineup. I mean, I, I like it a lot, a, a lot. Switchable. They're, they're definitely switchable. Damn, Bradley and Iggy. You could just switch. Imagine if Jimmy was in there too. Golly, that would be a nightmare. Speaking of, I like our D. Mm hmm. Wait, so what are you going to say? Oh, I was just saying I like our defense. I I like our defense. I don't like our turnovers, but I like our defense. Turnover. We had like 10 in the first quarter. That's terrible. That's bad. We we just need a ball handler. That's it. I just feel like we're trying to pass too much in the paint. And that's what that, yeah I, we're we're forcing too much passes. That's really yeah. it. Bam, Bam, and here are both like passing way too much, and way too much. But not having Jimmy on the floor, the other team can really focus on less what less of our threats. So it, not having Jimmy, or it 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 kind of hurts the whole team it, just for spacing and for how our offense runs. So. But still, we rest him, and we, we work well with that. We work well without him. It's just tougher for players to, to, to get their shots, and they're having to play a little bit different offense because Jimmy's not there. Especially Duncan. Yeah. Especially Duncan. Yeah. Agreed. Duncan plays better with Jimmy, for sure. So does every, every, everybody plays better with Jimmy. Everybody. <laughs> and, by the way, speaking of Jimmy, so – like hypothetically speaking, let's say Jimmy, and I'm not saying he should. I just want to know. Like, let's say he just magically comes back for this next game. I just want to know what would you guys think the starting lineup would look like? Because I want to know how Miami would then continue things once Jimmy comes back. Uh, I think Tyler Hero, Duncan, Bradley. Jimmy and Bam. I, I think that's what's starting. Yeah, that plays just, Jimmy like a You definitely got to keep Bradley in there. You de- I don't know. You definitely got to keep Bradley in there. That's going to be tough. I think I think they might go like Bradley, Duncan, Jimmy, either Iggy or maybe somebody like KZ or Precious and Bam. Or they may go the route. No more They, they may go the route. Of, no uh, more No Harkless, no please. I, I don't think heard the route of Bamet before and throwing Myers back in at the five, or Kelly at the five. We got op- we have options. I, I just I would rather have Kelly so. than Myers. He, he plays so much better with. with uh, yeah, I would too. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Ke- Kelly looked good last game, man. Nah, he, he really he channeled did. his inner really inner. He channeled his inner Larry Bird <laughs> yeah. from his Celtics days. Yeah. Man. He, he looked he looked he looked nice out there. Oh Kelly O, he he really did. He, he looked. <laughs> the really Kelly good. and Bam lineups are so underrated. Like they always work, but Sport doesn't utilize it like often. Yeah. I don't know why, but they always work. He he barely he barely they always works. Kelly has one it. of those games every yeah. five. Games. I like Kelly and Bam together. Right. Yeah. Then he then goes, you, yeah. Then goes you, down. I don't know. You want him off the court? Like he has one of those games. I think he had one in the finals, and then yesterday he had one. He had one against the Bucks. You know. It's, it's, yeah. If he played like that, like all year, he would be a top ten center in For the sure. league, right? Because he look he, he he looks good sometimes. I wish he I wish he could rebound, but that's not in the bag of tricks. No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his keeper yeah. is deadly though. He be or like with the fake dribble handoffs with like Duncan and Tyler. Like he always people always. Yeah. 
that's that's awesome. He gets everybody with that. Time and his and time charge, again. like he always takes charges. Like that's a good player. Like he's not a good shot blocker, but he always wants to take the charges. He always gets them. He's a no. He's a pass. He's annoying. True. So, I like I like Kelly. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of lineups, how do you guys feel about that in sync lineup though? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you all want to see more of that lineup moving forward? Because I know some people in the group chat were like, oh, like we need to keep seeing more of this NSYNC lineup with Dragic and all them. It looked good. Mm-hmm. It looked good. The, the way Dragic is playing I mean, is crazy. Yeah, they, they... Like, he just came off an injury. Like, it's crazy to me. I know, and a lot of people... He's playing a lot. This is the best... Say that. Oh, I was saying this is the best basketball I've seen him play, and I've been a Dragic fan since he's been in the league. He's playing lights out. Lights out, like prime Phoenix Suns days. He's got a chip on his shoulder from that Lakers getting injured. For sure. He's shooting the ball so well. It's crazy. And he can get to the hoop like none other. His, 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 he's so crafty. I love what I love oh, watching for him real. transition. Whenever I see him love run it. to the rim, like I always have a feeling now he's gonna make the layup. Whenever he starts running towards the basket on that transition, yeah, <laughs> sure. The pressures and Dragic connection reminds me of the connection uh DJJ and uh Warren Dragic had. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. Precious kind of filled the DJJ high energy role, power forward. So that's a nice. Precious was a great pickup, especially after losing DJJ. Yeah, yeah. I think Precious is just going to keep getting better and better yeah, and better he's as the season big. goes yeah, on. He's definitely going to. He's, he's learning. Yeah. He could shoot too. I don't know why he's not shooting it, but I guess probably Spoiler doesn't tell him to shoot the ball, but he, he could shoot. Yeah. He has a nice mid range. He can even he can even shoot right. three. He can shoot threes too. I know he can shoot mm-hmm. corner threes. That's the one aspect of Bam that I saw so many last night that Bam could just get a three point shot. It'd be over. Yeah, Brook Lopez was playing all the way off on him. He needs to shoot it every time. Like the first game, he was not doing that. That's why everybody got mad. This and that. He's not worth the contract. Like. People are overreacting. Like, you see what happened the second game when he shoots the ball. Like, we win the game, you know? <laughs> I wish Bam would play like this every single game. Every game. We would be unstoppable. When we get Jimmy back, Bam starts playing like that. Bradley in the in the starting lineup. Oh, I love I love Bradley in the starting lineup, man. He I want to see Bradley play like 35 minutes. The again. same. I mean, we'll probably even see that. We'll definitely see that come playoff time, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bradley is great, man. Like, he was such an underrated pickup, but we still yet to find the Jay Carter replacement. Like, we don't know who's that going to be. I wish we, I wish we could have kept Crowder, but I know he wanted a longer-term deal that wouldn't have worked out with though, our offseason plans. Game, Casey was playing good defense on Giannis. I'm not going to lie. I was watching some film. Casey looked good on Giannis, but yeah, but his shot like it's it really good right now. Like, I mean, just give KZ like more time on the floor. You know, I really feel like he could develop into that Crowder type role. Like, just you know, just give him more time. You know, I love his height. 
I love his athleticism. I really feel like he could be that replacement for Crowder. What is his hundred percent? Like seven two, seven three. Like he's hundred percent. He's got all the tools to be a great defender. Yeah. Be. Like even everybody in the team says it. Like he just has to like he just has to get some run, and I feel like he needs to get that run at the four. Like we need to keep running him in there. He has a shot. Like we seen him in the preseason. Like like he just needs more minutes. That's really it. Yeah, he's got mm-hmm. – got, they got him in the game when he has to miss so He builds that confidence on the – He's got a good-looking shot. His mechanics are, are, are nice. He, he has good form. He, he can knock him down. I just think he, he just doesn't feel 100% comfortable yet. Uh, but he, he, he will. I, I think his confidence will excel right. as the season goes Definitely forward. confident in shooting the ball, though, because every time he gets a wide-open look, he shoots it, and that's – that's like one thing that's really good about him. Like, you got to be confident in your shot. That's the first mm-hmm. thing. I do like. To I see think Scotty starting with the four. Like, that's dope. If they're gonna run like Bam at the five, I think Casey should start. Right. He could handle the ball too. Casey I don't know starting. why they don't let him like run plays for him because he could definitely handle the ball. Like, if you watch some of his film in college, like he dribbled, like he dribbled a lot, even in the G League, like. This facilitating offense, so. I mean, we'll just see what happens, you know, because, I, I mean, I'm definitely pulling for it. I mean, I think everyone is because you have the whole free KC movement that started last season. You know, we're all definitely pulling for him, and I definitely want to see him get more minutes down the line because, like I said, he definitely has that potential to be that Crowder replacement and probably even better than Crowder perhaps. So, you know, hopefully we'll see him progress more as the season continues. Spo definitely trusts him in defense though, because he Spo made him guard Middleton, Holiday, and Giannis all in the same game. Like Spo definitely sorry. Yeah. It's just the offensive side of the ball. Like he has to make his shots because he wants to start, you know? Mm-hmm. No more Harkles though. He's 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 been so bad. I don't know. I don't yeah, think I've I mean, ever seen him play this bad. Away, like, you could get away with bad. just you know not playing Harkless. It's not like we signed him for a multi-year contract. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Casey, I think Casey should get the minutes over Harkless if they decide to play either of them. But I I think I mentioned this on on the last pod. I think, you know, I think that's where making a trade, not even for Harden, just for another good player in general. You can consolidate some of these players because you have a lot of good players on this team. So you have to kind of, you know, consolidate some of that and, you know, get a impactful player, per se. Yeah. That, yeah. As, as far as as far as Mo Harkless goes, what what I would like to see for him is that he take on Myers Leonard as a mentor and Myers take him under his wing. And teach Mo how to be the best cheerleader <laughs> that there is for the Miami. <laughs> nah, that's, that's what I want. That's what I want to see of Myers Leonard this year. Yeah, Lots of hand claps. Up, Lots of clapping. Guys, and get Some a million dollar contract. Who's with me? Yeah. Go, Myers, Mo. if you're listening to this, um, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of yours. Please don't block me on Twitter. <laughs> Myers is a Myers is a great guy. He we love you, Myers. All of my tweets. He's a nice guy, but you know, 
We love you, Myers. Oh, and by the way, if you could <laughs> follow me back on Twitter, you know, that would be nice, perhaps. Maybe get you added to the Heat group chat. We got a lot of your fans in there. A lot of them. All of them, actually. Yeah. Uh, before before, before we wrap things up today, um, Joel, we, we did have a significant moment in the Heat group <laughs> chat last night. Would you like I to mean, speak on that? You know, I mean, basically anyone who follows the Heat knows this. Uh, but, yeah, yesterday, or it was like around midnight. So, technically today, I, I basically decided, I was like, you know what? What if I added the Miami Heat to the group chat? So, I just did it. I didn't think anything would happen from it. So, I just added them. And, you know, we're everyone's just trying to tag the Miami Heat, trying to get their reaction. And then... I didn't think anything would happen. And then, you know, anyone who's in a Twitter group chat, like, they'll see, like, someone's profile picture show up on the bottom if they're typing, and those three dots show up. I see the Heat... I saw the Heat logo show up. Yeah. My heart started being so fast. I'm like, what's about to happen? Like, are they really about to talk in here? So first, they reply with the waving emoji, and then everyone's just going crazy. And then, like... They come out a few seconds later with that saying they can't be in the chat because too much noties and all that. Teams in the same group chat Where where did Joe go? They, they, then they then they, what the I don't know where Joe went, but I'll finish I'll finish this up because there's a little bit more to this. Um then they would basically just said, um, we see you like we see you guys. We know that you're here. Y'all have the best like group chat. Um, basically, let me I, I said I told them exactly what um, or I posted exactly what they said. I took a picture of it and posted it um, uh, and I hashtag them in it. I said they said, as you can imagine, we get a lot of notifications in these DMs. Too many to keep up with. We're headed out of this chat and keep it manageable. Thanks for the invite and your support. Mm-hmm. Enjoy this chat and have fun. Keep adding us. We see you. Heat Twitter. And then I took a picture of that and posted it. It was like the Miami Heat grace the Heat versus the World group chat tonight after the win. Best organization in the NBA. Go Heat. <laughs> Heat Twitter. Blah, blah, blah. And then the Heat replied to it with like a thumbs up. And then I replied to them and they, I told them they were welcome anytime. And they replied again with like a, a fist, like, and then they tweeted out on their page. Like if anybody goes to the Miami Heat Twitter, they they reposted my tweet and they were like, this group chat is fire. And they put the fire emojis and then they posted my my post. Um, so they basically gave a shout out to our, our group chat, which is this podcast group chat. So that's just, it was just so cool. Me, we were up I mean, all I night. Couldn't, and sorry out. about that. My mic actually got disconnected real quick. You're but good. yeah. It was crazy. I couldn't believe it. Because <laughs> there's, like, all these Miami Heat group chats out there. And for them to, like, give a shout-out to ours, like, you know, we made it. So, I mean, I don't know. That was probably the best few hours ever. I felt like I was in Hollywood for that time being. You know, then I woke then I, yeah, then I woke was, up and realized I was still in Broward. So, you know, I'm finally back <laughs> down to earth. If only they knew that we thought that. Hey, you're cl- you're close you're close to Hollywood and Broward. Oh, yeah, that, and Broward, you're close to true. Hollywood. Hollywood, really Florida. close. <laughs> <laughs> if only they knew that the Heat chat all had Chris Paul as a member of the Heat last year. 
<laughs> Rest in peace, Dom, wherever you are. He's actually, yeah, he's actually in one of the other chats. And um, I don't, I don't, I want to talk about it on here. Bro, where's <laughs> Omar at? Where's Omar at? Like, I, is this, did his Twitter get deactivated? No, nah, they on? just keep they just keep suspending him. It's a sad story. <laughs> oh my god, because he keeps trolling. That's why he he be trolling in every single post. Like, <laughs> but anyways, but moving forward, do you have anything else to say? Because I know today is New Year's Eve, so you guys might have things you want to get to. So, is there anything else you guys want to hit on or? Gabe Vincent, definitely Gabe Vincent. He looked good out there. He looked confident. Uh, he he's he, uh, shout out to him for staying ready when coach uh when coach spoke called his name, he stayed ready. And he played he played well. He gave some good minutes. Oh, and I don't know if anyone said this, but one of our guests from the past, Miami Clutch PE, he wanted to he wanted one of us to come out and say that Gabe Vincent is better than Kendrick Nunn. So um, not true, man. So Miami Clutch, <laughs> if you're out there, um, you're welcome. So yeah. Kanan's so bad. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I, I was really happy to see Gabe Vincent play that way. It made me feel a lot better about us still having Kendrick <laughs> on our roster. Did, did Kendrick Nunn get space jammed? I think that's what happened to him. I don't know. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He definitely got space jammed. Maybe he's 100%. in the movie. Well, he's probably a great actor. Maybe once a great analogy. Maybe once after the great movie analogy. airs and he gets his he um gets his powers back, he'll start bowling out. Did <laughs> COVID really, really affect him that bad? Like, did COVID really affect him that bad? I love a guy for staying in character like that. That takes yeah. a whole lot of dedication. Definitely. He's seen his <laughs> he's seen his best friend take a spot and didn't complain about it. <laughs> But yeah, anyways. So, anything else you want to hit on, or I think that's good. We we look we look good. I hope we keep moving forward. Uh, hopefully, we get Jimmy back soon and just continue to play heat basketball. Free KZ. Yeah, free yeah, free KZ too. Yeah, Yeah. hashtag free KZ. I already know the drill. You gotta say that every single time. Hashtag trade for James. Trade for James. <laughs> there we so, go. Uh, top 37. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and then you have Harden, who basically isn't, who still kind of isn't in shape. Like, he's still, I know, somewhat overweight, and he still went out and dropped 44 and 17. But you still got people saying that you would rather not trade Hero for him. Empty the tank, man. James Harden is a generational talent. You, when you always have a waiter like that available, you go and get him. That's all I gotta say. Yep, a hundred percent. So, anyways, so is that it, or? Yeah, let's wrap it up. The cops are coming. What is going, what is going oh, on? God. Everybody run! Everybody run! Cop. KZ. Cop. <laughs> So anyways, with that being said, to all those listening, thank you for tuning in today's episode. 
We'll see you guys after the Heat play the Mavericks tomorrow. And let's go Heat. Hashtag free KZ. And um, let's get James Harden, perhaps. Let's see what happens. Let's do it. And Appreciate shout- you for having me, Joe. No problem. And shout outs to all the group chats, especially Heat versus the World, Heatles versus the World, Heat versus the Universe, Heat versus the Galaxy, all of them. You know, shout outs to y'all. And we'll, yeah, I, I guess that's pretty much it. So, anyways, we out, you guys. Peace out. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Heat versus the World podcast. And we'll see you next time with a brand new episode.